Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from the Holy Gospel for today, Luke 15, where Jesus says, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. This is God's word. Martin Luther wrote that the church is nothing more than holy believers and lambs who listen to the voice of their shepherd. And Jesus gives us a picture of himself as that shepherd in our gospel today. A shepherd who will go wherever it is necessary to bring back the one that is lost. We are a collection, a gathering, an assembly of those who listen to the voice of the shepherd, who listen to Jesus, who bids us come to him and be restored from whatever sin, whatever guilt, whatever shame, whatever weakness has manifested itself in our lives. He calls us, he gathers us, he brings us together. We are, of course, more than sheep. We are family. Families belong together. And so we are here, if I may draw on those of you who listened to last week's sermon, the family of God is the family above all families. More so than our earthly families, which of course ought to be our most precious earthly possession that we have spouses and parents and children and grandmas and grandpas and aunties and uncles and cousins Yes, we should treasure those things, those earthly gifts that God has given us. And yet above all of it, it's this family. Where we have a father who loves us and sends the son to build the church in which we are mothered because here we are fed and nourished. And we each are the children, brothers and sisters, together. That is who we are. It is the family above all families. It is the family that is different in so many ways from how the world tries to understand families. 
Our worship in the church is what Luther said. Those holy believers and lambs who gather to hear the voice of their shepherd. In fact, Luther said even a seven-year-old child can understand that. It is also a gathering of family. You know, I'm reminded, though, that in many families, it often depends on one to ensure that the family gathers together, as it ought to. Some of you maybe belong to a family or have been a part of a family where one person seems to fall on them all the time to host the rest of the family for the holidays or for gathering together to celebrate a momentous event. And then when that one person stops gathering the family together, the family stops gathering at all. And so it is that our Lord Jesus, the faithful shepherd of the sheep, who calls out to his people, who continually speaks forth that word, that he desires sinners to come to repentance, that he desires this holy family to be gathered together. He never fails in that. He never stops issuing forth his word that says, Come, sinners, one and all, come, every member of the family, those of you who gather regularly and those of you who have distanced yourselves. He wants you here where the family belongs to hear that you are restored, you are forgiven. You have always been a part of the family. Even when you've been separated. A lot of families have a culture to them that makes them different and unique. I remember when I married Heather and I married into the Osterberg family. How many of you... Roger and Trisha, you don't count. Um, Well, you do count. I mean, I'm not asking you this question because you already know the answer. If you ever go to an Osterberg family gathering, they have this thing that they do before a meal. They sing their table blessing. They don't just sing it. They all break into four-part harmony to sing their table blessing. It is awesome. I mean, I grew up in the church. I've been singing hymns my entire life. I'm comfortable singing out loud. But I remember the first time just looking around. Wow. They have a culture in their family where singing is just part of who they are and what they do. And when I first came into that family, they didn't cease singing to say, well, Matt doesn't know the prayer. He doesn't know how to sing it. We should not do it. No, as part of their family and marrying into the family, I learned the culture. How much more so is it with the church? You know, we gather together here in worship and it's different. We use different words. We sing and use music differently here in the church than we do when we turn on our radios or when we go to a concert. It's different We use words of Holy Scripture. The pastor dresses different. He looks different. 
You all sit facing one direction and I face you and at other times I face the altar. We have all these different colors. This morning, Riley, as she was acolyting for the first time, was asking me about the colors. What do they mean? Why are there all sorts of different colors? Why do we light candles? Why do we gather at the altar? It's all part of the family culture that exists here in the church. That sets us apart and makes us different. But different is good in the church. The word the Bible likes to use is holy. Holy believers and lambs is what Luther called us. This family of ours gathered together. In this family, where the Father through the Son and the Spirit brings us together, I want you to notice what is the response of the one who finds the sheep. And in a similar parable, Jesus tells of the one who finds her lost coin. She calls out to her friends and neighbors, the woman who loses her coin. The shepherd who finds the sheep, he calls out to his friends and neighbors, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Now you have to understand, in first century Palestine, where Jesus lived, first century Judea, there is no way that someone would invite friends and neighbors over to their home and they would end up just sitting around looking at each other. No. What would you do if you invited friends and neighbors to your home? Even you would have a snack, something to drink. They, of course, would have prepared a meal, a feast. And so the church... Here in our worship, we have our own feast. A feast unlike any other. A feast where the holy believers and lambs, the sinners, the family gather together. Where Jesus is the host. He's the one who calls us and bids us come to the feast. He is our guest of honor because he makes himself present here in the body and blood. And he is, of course, the meal itself. And we, the family, gather together, brothers and sisters alike, to share in this gift from the cross that Jesus pours out for all of us. It's sad when members of the family are missing. We've all seen it happen in our earthly families. It is tragic when there's brokenness between parents and children, brothers, sisters, spouses. And so it is also a reason for us to grieve here in the church that so many resist this call 
to come be with the family because that is who we are. There are many who are not here with our family and a whole community around us that are part of the family and don't even know it. They don't know of the great love that their father has for them. That ought to grieve every single one of us. That ought to break our hearts that even this family of God can be broken. But you know what? Thanks be to God. Jesus continues to be the shepherd who speaks his voice of forgiveness and love and mercy, and he never fails in speaking it. He continues. He will go to whatever lengths needed for every single one of his lost sheep, for every single lost child of God. And indeed he has. By going to the cross and taking every sin upon his body, paying for it with his blood, and preparing a feast that we enjoy even here today, and a feast that will continue on even into eternity. Thanks be to God. He would have us, his dear children, forgiven and redeemed. Take that word and call the other children home. He will be faithful. He will continue to speak. He will continue to forgive sins. He will continue to make himself present in his body and blood. Jesus is going nowhere. And yet, Jesus also goes everywhere, doesn't he? As you take him with you today, a beloved, redeemed, forgiven child of God, Find the others who are lost. He speaks to them as well. He's died for them as well. And the family belongs together. And I would ask that God would give each and every one of us a little bit of, I don't know quite the word to use for this. I don't want to say discomfort or uneasiness. We ask that God would give us a sense that we need to continue. Let's call it persistence. Into continuing to bring the voice of the shepherd to all of the family. You know, I once heard it said, and it bears repeating, that many, many people who call themselves Christians talk about wanting to go to heaven one day. 
And I once heard this put, I don't, I don't know the source for this, but it is, it is really good. That what is heaven other than people gathering together with one another in the presence of God to enjoy the gifts that he gives us? We say we want to do that for all eternity, the person said. But how many of us want to do it here on earth? That's what we miss out on when we miss this gathering of family. But with that is an incredible comfort as well. This family gathering, this us being here together, where Jesus is here for us, the faithful shepherd with his voice for the sinners, welcoming home the repentant, and we join in celebration. This is a taste of heaven right here even now. You, dear family of God, don't need to wait until you're dead and buried to taste what heaven is like. Because the family gathers even here. And Jesus is present even here. And he who will feed us for all eternity feeds us even here. Thank God for family. For this family. God grant by his spirit to bring more of his family back together. To bring new people into his family here. In our worship. In this taste of heaven on earth. And thank God for the faithfulness of his son Jesus Christ that never fails and never stops calling out to the sheep. His voice never stops calling. So God grant that before Christ's return, we would never stop bringing that voice to the lost who still need to be returned. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.